world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture. Here he is, Michael Savage. You know, there are special podcasts, and then there are very special podcasts. This one is in the category of a podcast like none other. It is a, an homage to my beautiful mother, who passed away 20 years ago uh, on the 14th of December in the year 2013. It affected me very deeply this year, 20 years ago, seems like yesterday to me. And so we put together an incredible uh, memory to uh, her. She used to call into the radio show. Everybody got to love her. We begin with her discussion of uh, taking me to the movies and to Radio City Music Hall. She then tells her famous story about her secret to longevity. If you remember it, you're going to love to hear it again. There are other things that you're going to hear today um, from me, from her, about her cooking. I remember Mama right now on the Michael Savage Podcast, a podcast like no other. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support for all these years. Savage. Michael Savage, a host like no other. Middle East on the brink, North Korea on the brink, Iran increasing its aggression, elections in Taiwan. Look, there's a lot of global instability as we ourselves plunge into primary season. How have you sheltered your savings and investments from potential major setbacks to the economy? You think it can happen here? It can happen here, but it's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold. And Birch Gold Group can help you with that. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. As opposed to many other investments, gold Gold thrives in times of uncertainty. It is an important part of diversifying your savings. Now listen, here's how Birch Gold can help make it a part of yours. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. And it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. You want to learn more? Just text SAVAGE to 989-898 for a free info kit. S-A-V-A-G-E, text it to 989-898 and you get a free info kit. It costs you nothing. Just text SAVAGE to 989 with an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers, I encourage you to arm yourself with the knowledge of diversification through precious metals. Protect yourself. Text SAVAGE to 989-898 and claim your free info kit. Protect your savings with gold. Do it now. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Thank you very much. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. From the heart of the fires in Florida, Mother Savage, welcome to the Savage Nation. How are you? Hello. How are you? Now, you're worried out there, huh? Scared to death. W- why? Well, they get closer and closer. Uh, how far away are the fires? You're, you're in Florida right now. Right. I'm in, I'm in Boca. The, the, they're up in, uh, around Jupiter, the, the fire, the, the smoke. Can you smell the smoke down where you are? Well, not really. They a little. A now, little you smell it. Now, what are the other uh, seniors in your area saying about the fires and all the strange happenings in America now? The world is coming to an end, we think. Why? The fires in Florida, floods in the Midwest, tornado here and a, a cyclone there. <laughs> so you're afraid that this is a, a, a more, more than just an occasional problem? You think it's... It may be. You think it's a pattern, huh? 
Right. Oh, I hope you're wrong. I, I hope I'm wrong. Right. But you, when you get my age, you get frightened. I you mean I worked all my life to have a career that took off and the world's going to come to an end? That's fair? <laughs> that's what? You think that's fair, that the world should come to an end just when my career took off? Oh, no. It just should start. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Mother Savage, I was I was talking with my audience about fond memories and, 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 and things that influenced me. And I remember the day you took me and Alan to Radio City Music Hall. To the, do you remember here how radio was done behind the scenes? Oh, sure. Do you remember when they rattled the, the big yes, piece? The NBC tour. The NBC tour. Right. And they show you with the horse's hooves to make it sound like a horse on a... Right, on a, right, right. And then we, uh, they rattled a piece of metal. Yes. To make it sound like thunder? Right. And then where did you take us to eat? Do you remember where you would take Alan and I to eat? Oh, we went to eat the Automat. No. Well, the Automat was one place. How about when you took us to the Floridian? Oh, my God. That's right. You remember that they whipped Floridian, the... Floridian, the Californian. Now, you see, you're in Florida, and I'm in California. There was something there. But they whipped the eggs up. What I liked about it is you made eggs. I mean, I don't want to put you down right, but they were bo they were just eggs. They were flat like everyone else's eggs. But when you went into this place, they had a way to make the egg go up like in a, in a pyramid. They put something in the eggs to, to make it puffy. Yeah, I would have been a foot taller if I didn't eat those eggs, probably what they put in there. They were delicious. You can't get that kind of food again. No. Ma, let me ask you this. What was the name of the Italian chain? In New York, that was Romeo's 50 cent spaghetti that we'd go to, 50 cents a plate. What was it? Was it Romeo's? I remember now Romeo's. Remember, it was pretty inexpensive and it was a chain and we would go in every once in a while and it was always. Cents a plate. Yeah, but was it Romeo's spaghetti? I, I think. It may have been that. What did you eat in there? Spaghetti. I still love it. How do you. You're 83, right? Right. But you're not on a low fat diet. You never have been. I'm not what? You're not on a low fat diet. I mean, you still... I, sh I should be. You should be. But, but the truth is, the truth is you and I, once I got my PhD in nutrition, I'd come to your house and you'd always cook the same fatty foods. And I would say, how could you do that? And you always ate it. But God bless you. What else are you like on a Saturday? What do you eat when you go out? French fried potatoes. <laughs> You're 83 years old. You, you eat French fried potatoes. And what else do you have with it? What other light, light, light bite? Frankfurters. <laughs> Sour, sauerkraut. Oh, I love you. But let me ask you, truthfully, you don't smoke or drink, right? No. In your life, did you smoke? No. Yeah, I saw once you did when you were 30. You took a cigarette. Just to show off. Just to show off. But, so in other words, you think I that it's... inhale. So in other words, what you... You didn't inhale like Bill Clinton. Is that what you just said? You didn't inhale. What are you, were you and Bill Clinton? No, I didn't inhale. You didn't inhale. And the president said that. Look what it did for him. No, I've, I never had any vices. You never had any vices. But, Ma, what do you think... All I did was eat food. <laughs> so you can eat anything, but what do you think is the secret to longevity? What? What's the secret? Yeah. Because you're an elder. You're 83. Yeah, my case, what it is, I think. What? No sex. <laughs> <laughs> no sex. Well, that, that in San Francisco is a sin, what you just said, because these people believe that the more is more sex you have is better. Well. Especially the gays, Ma, out here. You know, they go to. 83, though. Huh? They're not 83. No, you can't argue with that. What do you think about guys going to a bathhouse with 100 men a week? They, they lay down with them. Do you, do you think that's okay? No, that's not in my circle. <laughs> <laughs>
So you think that at all. So in other words, if I have no sex for the rest of my life, I could eat French fries and hot dogs and I'll be okay. I I hope so. It's not a bad trade-off, I'll tell you the truth. With the problems that sex brings in a person's life, I think I'd rather have French fries and frankfurters, to be frank with you. <laughs> you know, I wish you could be out here, Ma, because tomorrow is a very special day. Yes. Your grandson is your grandson is gonna be in a parade. Uh, in a 1965 Cadillac convertible, he's going to ride in it because he's running for office. And then I'm having a barbecue for about 70 people at the house, and you'd be the honored guest. Give them all my love for my good wishes. What is your secret? I'm going to barbecue chicken. Do you ever do that? Oh, sure I do that. What's your trick? Barbecue now. I'm talking on a hot grill, a gas grill. What do I put on? Yeah, what do you use for a grease? It's barbecue sauce. What do you use? Um... The original one, the barbecue original flavor. What, the A1? The A1? No. The Worcestershire? No, the barbecue flavor that I use. Oh, you, you mean you use that? All right. So the secret to longevity is no sex. That's the main thing that we That's got. That's what for. I think in my case. I don't own everybody else's. <laughs> I think that you ought to start a self-help group. You could be bigger than Dr. Laura. <laughs> I think you could go on national radio and just say, I'll tell you the truth, just eat. Enjoy, but don't have sex, and you live to a ripe old age. You I can't talk for everybody else. i got to speak for myself. Oh, you're a very nice woman. You know what I'm talking about today, Mother? What? Well, there's a story that people don't get enough sleep. Yeah. And I was saying that a lot of us, when we were young, used to sleep our lives away. Remember you used to yell at me that I'm sleeping my life away when I was a kid? Right. There was a phase, remember? Right. But how much sleep do you get in a healthy uh, senior citizen? I'm not a good sleeper, but... I, I sleep an hour, and I get up, and I look at the clock. Oh, uh, well, that's but why I told you to move out here and live with me. <laughs> then you wouldn't sleep that's at all. A, that's another problem. Then you wouldn't sleep for a minute. Then you wouldn't even look at the clock. <laughs> You'd be worrying if I'm coming downstairs. But seriously, Ma, come on, truthfully, you're in bed, though, a long time. A I mean, what? you go to bed early, right? Well, yeah, I don't sleep. I watch television. All right, but you're in bed early. I'm in bed. I rest, yes. You're, oh, so the resting is important. Right. But your women at your age bracket in the in the area where you live, do they sleep a lot? They all say they don't sleep, but they sleep more than me, I think. Oh. Complain. But, but you don't take drugs to sleep. No, never. No, you're not a drug taker. No, nope. I'm not a pill taker. No, you always, were a, you always had a thing about drugs and pills. Well, I'm going to sign off now. Okay. And God bless you. I'll call you from the uh, party tomorrow, and you'll okay. say hello. Have a good time. Thank you, Mom. Don't eat too many hot dogs and hamburgers. No, no. It's not good for you. Well, if I don't eat them, then I'll have to have more sex. <laughs> <laughs> good night. Good night. Love you. Bye. Savage. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. Been a hard day for because she passed 19 years ago today, December 14th. It seems like yesterday she suffered her whole life. The poor woman. She was a saint. She suffered and then she died. Is that what God had in mind for you? That's what she had in mind for her. So I have come to a restaurant alone to have a drink and a meal in her memory. Too much ice in the drink, but I, I'll take it. My mother didn't drink. Remember the night that she called the show and I asked her what does she ascribe her longevity to? 
and she said, in my case, she set me up. I said, yes. She said, no sex. You know, she had a sense of timing. What do you think? I, I got it from her. She had a great theatrical sense, and uh, now she's wherever. Do you think there's another world? I'm in a place where I was with Teddy. He passed away a year ago, November break. Cheers to you, too. I'll just drink my way through the night. I mean, I ordered food. I don't even want to eat. I have no appetite. Uh, I, you know, normally, I eat when I feel depressed. I have no appetite. I don't even want to drink. So why am I drinking and eating? Anyway, what do you do when you think about a, pa a parent who's passed away? She suffered her entire life. And she really didn't complain about it. I'm a bigger complainer than she is. My brother Jerome, the silent boy, she watched him die in a uh, snake pit. Really sad story. She'd go to visit him every week, four buses. She'd come home white and couldn't talk for a week. But she loved a good time. She loved people. She loved life. She never said anything negative about anybody. She wouldn't have been good in talk radio. People are asking me, well, what made her happy? I don't know. She loved people. She loved going to celebrations. She loved her family. Can you still see your parents? If you're listening to me, can any of you still see your parents? Have they faded away? Will your children remember you? Will they light a candle for you? On the memory of you? Does it matter if anyone lights a candle in this world where nothing matters? Have you seen what happened to this world? The time we've lived in it? You can blame anyone you want. You can blame the left. You can blame the plastic conservatives. But in my day, a mother was called a homemaker. A homemaker. They weren't called a housewife. Well, they, called, they didn't care what you called them. They knew what they were. They didn't need anyone to reaffirm them. Right? I know many of you are being touched by this. So I had a candle brought out to the table. Let's see if you can see my candle. There it is. I said, could you get a candle for me tonight? And there it is. People are saying, um, you have a picture of your father you could show us. Look, my dad is another story. He was a disciplinarian and he and I clashed heads our whole lives. He turned me into the nut I am. But he made me into the man I am, because he knew what the world was. He was an immigrant from Belarus, Russia, Ukraine, that area. And he tried to tell me what the world was. I didn't want to hear it. I was an American kid. I didn't want to hear the about how bad the world was and how tough people were and how bad they had it in Europe. I didn't want to give a about any of it. But he made me hear it. He said, they'll take advantage of you. If you're not hard, they will destroy you. Oh, he was right. And, um, of course, I'm not a hard guy. I'm a very soft person. And I made it to 80. God bless me if I can make it to 81 this March. But if you haven't found out the world is a mean place, then you're an idiot. It's a 
you're an idiot if you haven't found it out by now. So what do you do, become harder than the ones who want to hurt you? Yeah, well, you better, or you know what, they'll crush you and throw you in the garbage. I remember in New York, even in my day, they would have thrown you onto the third rail and taken your clothing if they could. It was not like today. Now the animals are roaming freely after George Floyd. They're roaming like madness. Roaming like predators. Everyone knows who they are. You can't say a word about the minority crime wave. There is a minority crime wave in America that's killing everyone. All in the name of this George Floyd. It's got to stop or there will be vigilantism. So the third rail, maybe that should be my uh, autobiography, The Third Rail, <laughs> the funny title. You know, this is the same restaurant bar that I ate in with Teddy. In fact, if you read Teddy and me, there's photographs of me and Teddy drinking at this bar. Amazing. We wore the same outfits. I love that dog. Savage. Home of borders, language, culture, the Savage Nation. You remember, how many of you are remembering the nun's trunk and all my stories? I get it. So many of you have been part of my life. And um, Mrs. S got a new dog for me. You know, he doesn't like me and I don't like him really. <laughs> it's not that he doesn't like, he doesn't relate to me. You know, I tried to take him for a walk today. He didn't even want to go. <laughs> no, there's no bums out here. I'm way away out in the country. There's no bums out here, trust me on that. Just at a bar, quiet little country place, see? Quiet bar, no bums. Nothing wrong here. The basketball game. I knew the owner of this place for 40 years till he suffered for five years and died. Oh, did he suffer? God, man, why does God do that to us if he's so nice? God is so good, why does he make people suffer like that at the end, like my mother? She had colon cancer, she suffered so badly. Suffered and suffered and suffered, Jesus Christ. From the time she was born, she suffered, because that's what we're supposed to do. I'm sorry, I should stop, because I'm gonna get angrier by the moment. I don't want to get angry, I don't want to bum you out, or me, or the audience. I just wanted to say, the candle blew out, this is in my mother's memory and she wouldn't want me to, she never used the vulgar word in her life, never. No, she never smoked, she never drank. I asked her, did you drink? She's here yeah, once in a while at a party, I'd have a drink. Did you smoke? Once in a while I'd have a cigarette, she'd laugh. Thank you for telling me you like me on Newsmax. Thank you very much. It doesn't matter whether you're in the Dakotas, California, New York, it doesn't matter. It's all humanity. And, and we're all walking the walk. Do you miss your mother? Do you miss your father? Would you miss your mother and your father when you're gone? Let me tell you one last thing about love thy mother and thy father from the Bible that no one seems to know but me because I have collective wisdom. I don't read it in books, I learn it from life. So I had trouble with parents because I was a rebellious child. 
And I remember when I was very young, I told you about the tough guy, the gambler, the, the street fighter. He was very unusual for our crowd. And he would cry over his mother. We never understood it. Toughest guy we knew, like a Mike Tyson of the Jews. Hard as iron. Hard as iron jailbird, hard as iron gambler, everything you can imagine. Gangster type. The only one in the whole, he'd cry over his mother. We didn't understand him. We thought he was weak. So anyways, years went on, so I spoke to a rabbi's wife once about honor thy father and thy mother. It's the Bible, right? I'm gonna drink too much, I can't help it. Mm. Actually, I can't help it, I don't want to. I really don't want to help anything. So the Bible says, honor thy father and thy mother, right? And I said to this rabbi's wife, I said, what does that mean? What if your mother and father and you hated all, 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 all the time? We hated each other. She said, I had trouble with my mother. And she said, listen, the Hebrew doesn't say worship thy father and thy mother. It says honor thy father and thy mother. I said, what the hell does that mean? And she said, it means honor the fact that they gave birth to you or you would not be here. You get it? Honor thy father and thy mother. Honor the memory of the fact that they gave you life. That's all it means. It doesn't mean worship them. No one knows this but me. And to that I will say to life. Just remember it. Without them, there'd be no you. That's all you gotta remember. Honor thy father and mother doesn't mean, doesn't mean kiss their ass. It doesn't mean make them into what they're not. So I am a prophet. Whether you know it or not, I'm a prophet in my own time. And why am I saying that? Because you got to understand that in these fallen times, there are still people who know everything going all the way back into the biblical times and can bring the Bible alive to you without selling you something. I am not selling you a mail order degree. I am not <laughs> selling you a subscription to anything. I'm passing on the wisdom of the ages. You get that? Okay, clap, applaud, because I'm going. It's been 13 minutes. I didn't mean to do this. I don't care whether you are Christian, Jewish, agnostic, Islamic, Fijian, agnostic, witchcraft, not witchcraft, and I know witchcraft very well. I've been in the witchcraft world. In fact, someone asked me about witchcraft the other night. Want me to talk about that another night? Right now, you want now? Want to write witchcraft right now? I get more, you know, soup on my jacket. Knowledge is wealth, knowledge is power, knowledge is all we have. Many of you have been listening to me since your children. Okay, it's enough now. I don't want to say anymore. It keeps me awake at night because I've always feared the world would end in my time. That the world would end from a nuclear war. Since I've been a child, I feared it. We're so close, I can smell it. I can smell it. Zelensky is the angel of death. He is the worst person on the planet. He's dragging the whole world down with him. 
More money, give me more money. How much you give me? I hate a billion. I need another billion. More weapons, more money. Well, you want to hear any more about him? Some people know this. God spread the word of truth. Stop this before this kills all of us. You want history? Did you lose your mother? Did you lose your father? Did you lose your brother? Did you lose your sister? Did you lose your mother? Did you lose your father? Did you lose your mother? Did you lose your father? Did you lose your mother? Did you lose your father? Did you lose your brother? Did you lose your sister? Did you lose yourself? When did you lose yourself? Most of you should understand if you lose yourself, you lose everything. Marijuana now, you hear? The most dangerous drug on the planet. It's sold everywhere by the government. Why? Because they want you drug, you idiots. You don't understand that. Taxation. You want to be on YouTube? Okay, say hello. He's the nicest guy in the world. And I'm going to ask him a few questions. What's wrong here? Come on, there we go. Smile, you're on Michael's camera. Hi, everybody. So, what do you think about life? Do you believe in God? Absolutely. Do you remember your mother? I believe she's still alive. God bless you. Remember your father? Yes, I do. I lost him in 2017. And how do you feel about that? Uh, See, we never, ever. It it doesn't matter what happens in life, you're never ready to lose your parents. Thank you. You're a genius. That's what I've been trying to tell everyone. You hear what this man just said? He just said it doesn't matter when you lose them, you never forget them. Bingo. Barman. Bingo. Pinball machine. That's what you got to know. He doesn't steal luggage from a trans carousel. He doesn't steal luggage from a trans carousel. He's not celebrating his scumbags in the Biden administration. What do you guys want to talk about? Are there any women out there listening or only old white guys? Any women listening? Any beautiful, smart women listening? Where are you? I need smart women listening. Women control the world, not us. We don't control shit. I'm going to go back to my soup because I, I really am having such a good time. It's not fair. I'm the president of the world that I inhabit, which is the Savage Nation. Do you guys love it? Now, I'm going to finish my soup. I have my fish. Then I'm going to navigate home. And then maybe tomorrow I will visit you again. Savage. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. Dallas, Texas. Devin, you're on the Savage Nation topic, please. I want to hear the story about your mother when she was, I believe, living in a retirement home, and she complained about the food was so horrible, and she wanted you to arrange to have special food brought in, <laughs> sent in, and you found out later that the food was great, and she was just trying to put a guilt trip on you. <laughs> you remember the story better than I do. Look, she got born in the, in the nursing home, whatever they call it, assisted living. In my day, it was called an old age home. Now they call it assisted living, you know. All right, so she's in the home. It was a lovely place in Florida. I don't mean like, let's say, in the Sopranos at that level. It was, you know, in reality, let's say if that was a 10, this was an 8. She was in a home like an 8. Food was perfectly fine. But she, you know, she was a woman who liked her own food in her own ways. So I'd say from a distance, Mom, what can I do to help you? She says, can you get me Chinese food or Italian? That's all she said toward the end. So I went through contortions. 
I called a local Chinese place who didn't. I said, well, Ma, can't you just call a Chinese place and have them deliver and put it on my credit card? No, she said, they don't deliver. Well, I said, call an Italian joint down there in Delray. I said, they'll deliver. No, no one delivers. I went through a uh, uh, machination. I called a taxi company. I got a nice guy, Jake. He said, yeah, I'll do it for your mother. I don't know who you are. You sound like a nice guy. I'll drive. I'll get the food. I said, all right, charge me the cab fare plus $15. I did this for weeks that I delivered Chinese and Italian. And I found out weeks later that they delivered from the same restaurant. She was doing it just to work me over, God bless her. Another guilt trip that somehow I... I look, that's how they like children in the end. Absolutely. I could just imagine what I'll be if I live. Oh. But I don't think anyone will take care of me the way I did my mother. Nah. Well, I think I'm more like my father. I don't know how long I want to live and how long I will live. It's really not in my hands up to a, up to a certain point it is. But I'm nowhere near that. I mean, although sometimes I'm thinking of checking into an assisted living for one reason. See, the radio business is very lonely. You're alone 99% of the time. Then you're on the radio. You're like a nut talking into a microphone. I, would, uh, I, I wouldn't be bad. You could argue over the things there. And, and you get up at 5 in the morning. There's always a coffee cup. There's people to like. There's people to hate. You know, when she was in that home, the assisted living place, it was very nice. Next door was a man 50 years old, a doctor. Would you believe it? He lost his mind. He was in here at 50. A big guy like a freak. He was frightening looking. I was afraid he'd kill her. He's scary. Every time I came in, he was like he was like a Frankenstein came out of his room. Something happened. His mind went on him. And they uh, wound up putting him in this joint. He never heard a fly. No, I was afraid one day, like, pick up a cleaver and kill everyone in the home there. But there were men as early as, as young as 50 in some of these places. That to the outside eye, to the unaided eye, looked perfectly uh, normal. But I don't know. They checked in there. There's nothing to do in those places. But as you start to deteriorate, they move you up in the in in floors. If you're on the floor three, you're still good. Two and three, four already you're going in the head. Five already you're babbling on you. You're like and six already you're in the Alzheimer's ward. There's nothing left upstairs. So the fear was to be moved up by floor. My mother used to say, "I'm not going." That's <laughs> terrible. She didn't want to go floor. <laughs> Poor mom. She'd want to go up by uh, by floor. Savage. Home of borders. Language. Culture. The Savage Nation. This is the greatest Christmas or Hanukkah present you could buy for anybody. It's a great book, A Savage Republic, and I do want you to go buy it. I do want you to make it a stocking stuffer. And if you can save one vote from this insanity, that's a big save. I've given, I don't cook anymore in the house for those kind of dinners. I used to, I took, you know, my mother's cooking and all with the, I loved what she would do. She had a little, you know, in fact, there's a picture in train tracks of Mama Savage that you're going to just love. Let me turn to it. There she is. It's in a little kitchen in a little house in Queens, New York. The kind of kitchens that were in attached houses where there was a four burner electric stove and if she were cooking at the stove, you had to walk in sideways with your back to her for obvious reasons. I mean, you didn't want to brush, you know, so you had to like walk into the kitchen, the table you had to like squirm into. On that little four burner electric stove, my mother could cook 12 dishes in a night. The refrigerator was always overflowing with dishes. If I came home from college with friends, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock at night after going to a Latin dance or whatever, She'd come down and she said, "You want to eat? You want?" <laughs> Do you remember the movie with Martin Scorsese's mother played the the gangster mother? No, we weren't in like that, but. Do you remember that movie? What was that movie with Scorsese's mother always played in the in the movies? I got a kick out of it because she, the guy's coming after killing someone in the trunk of the car. Nothing to do with my lifestyle, 
And she says, you, you want to eat? You want to eat? She makes them sit down at the table and eat, remember? And the guy's still alive in the trunk. What was that movie? Goodfellas? Anyway, she says, what's that on your clothing? The, the Scorsese mother. A deer, a deer, they say. We hit a deer on the road. It was awful. But my mother didn't. We didn't have those people in my family. She was good hearted from top to bottom. So she would cook. We'd come in 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock. She'd come down and say, drowsy eyed, you want to eat something, guys? And she, I swear to God, whether it be a chicken would come out or a piece of meat or a soup. And within 10 minutes, there was a seven course meal on the table. I don't understand how she could do it, but I don't do it anymore. I'm becoming like that character in that. What is that movie that I keep forgetting every year? Can anyone name that movie? It was set in Baltimore, Maryland. It was done by the American director who did Diner, Barry Levinson. Now I got now, uh, producer, look it up. Barry Levinson did this movie, and I, I I keep remembering it. It starts out with a big family, and everyone's happy and arguing, and they're all huh? Avalon, Avalon, bingo, Avalon. Everyone's happy, and they're together. And this is when there's still new immigrants to America. And then as the years go on and they become a little bit more successful, the number of people coming to dinner is reduced to a, a, a smaller and smaller each year. You get the picture. By the end of it, as they're all very successful living alone in big houses, they're alone in big houses with kitchens that are unused. And the guy's eating takeout on a tray in front of a television set with a cat. That's the way of, uh, uh, of America. You know, and the families today, of course, there are families who get together and it's a great time. What do people basically do? You let your hair down. You play with the kids, you catch up with the parents, you uh, roll on the floor with the dogs, you eat far too much, you say, I've got to stop this, and you eat again, and of course, the next day, you go shopping, and then by Saturday, you eat it again, and then by Saturday night, you go to a restaurant, and by Sunday, you go home, and you look forward to it to the next holiday. That's just, it's, it's a tradition that's great, and by the way, it's, a, it's an interesting phenomenon. I've asked several immigrants from Latin America who I no, they worked for me in various capacities, one gardener or this. And I said, are you celebrating Thanksgiving? Now, they don't know what Thanksgiving is because they're not really from this culture. But they all say to me, you mean turkey? I say, yes. Every one of them said, yes, we're having turkey. And I said, would you have your family? Yes. They say my family is coming from a long distance away. And they huge holiday for the immigrants in this country, even though they may not even understand the pilgrims and the whole story, they have become little by little acculturated to, to America. So maybe there's hope that, yes, in time, maybe, just maybe, we'll all be one big happily, happy family. Yeah, right. Sure. Just like in the past. Savage. Well, thank you very much for listening to today's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it and you'll learn something from it. We have about 400 other episodes available for you to listen to absolutely free. You can go back into our vast library of podcasts and listen to any one of them at any time. And remember this, if you want to listen to my podcast ad-free, sign up for the Savage Premium Membership and get access to ad-free podcasts as well as some premium content from our Savage Archives. How do you sign up for those ad-free podcasts? please visit michaelsavage.com for a link. Again, thank you for your listenership. This is Michael Savage.